and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 113. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Hey, man. So, it is Sunday, August 22nd, and we have not one, not two, but three TikTok videos now. Yeah, I saw you started uploading those. It's super cool. Yes, I finally... They're like short little news stories. Yeah, one of my buddies got gave me like, hey, man, I followed you on tiktok and you have no videos on there and i'm like you know what fine i'll do it i'll do it and i i uh i just man thought, do i need to make a tiktok now just to follow our own channel <laughs> that's up to you but uh that's fair. <laughs> it, it was interesting to do something like this i've never done it before and i'm like using my hand to hold the camera to try to talk and I'm making sure my hand's not shaking. And I realized I'm like, oh, I should buy like a stand or a stick or something to just have a better quality. But also then I'm not necessarily stuck to where I am. I could like kind of be in a better background space with more stuff and I could hold things more. Um, it's it's going to be a fun learning process. But if you guys check it out, go to TikTok and follow just Sutra Side Talk. No space. It's just both words together. And uh, the videos so far is just uh, me talking about the Crunchyroll PlayStation Plus potential. And then uh, I showed, like, I got Long Halloween Part 2 in the mail, like the Blu-ray for the movie. And then someone asked me uh, what my top three favorite Batman books are, and then I just did another video on that. Um, I'll probably do another video, actually, maybe today. I'm not sure. Because someone also commented asking me what my favorite Batman outfits were. So I have to figure that out. Which, yeah, so I'll probably post that too. Um, which may honestly, I like, I like these responses because, or like it makes it so I don't have to necessarily think of something new. I just already got a question. So I could just answer that question. That's already content, which is nice. It makes my life a little yeah. bit easier there. But like I said, guys, check it out. TikTok, um, at Sutra Side Nice Talk. to have some fan interaction for once. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just not TikTok. The fucking show's been here for over 100 episodes, and it's like, yeah. come on. We got like one question. Fucking Sonic was something about Sonic at one point. Cause of it was Ethan. like his shoes or whatever. Yeah, it's fucking Ethan. Um, he was one of the guys. Oh, no. Like the, there was like someone made a, a like an image of what Sonic would look like without his shoes, and we were like, that's weird. Yeah, that was horrifying. Um, I, don't, I, I don't even remember how long ago that question was and for what episode it was a while i think it was pre-quarantine um that was like like, someone else sent us a question that was like can i just have the game yeah they wanted no someone because i you know the the (laughs) offer still stands people you can write in at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com for comments feedback if you want to post those as well as questions we could read those questions on the show uh whether it's pertaining to news or just our opinions on really anything if you really want to ask but I've always said before, we got codes to uh, Midnight Ultra, a game I worked on, did sound design on. It's a small Steam game. It's a shooter. But you'd get a free game uh, if you were the first person to have your crush- question read in that episode specifically. And someone, yeah, yeah, like literally sent an email saying, hey, can I get the code? And I was like, that's not a question that I would read on the show. So yeah. no. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, but yeah. And of course... If you're just listening in and this is your first time, this is, of course, Sutra Side Talk, where we talk about uh, mainly now what we're watching and playing recently. And uh, in the beginning, we'll start off, though, with usually a couple news pieces that we'll go a little bit in depth on, but not take too much time with uh, just because uh, that's what's taken up a lot of our show. But also we want stuff that's more uh, retroactively 
uh, listenable for people if they ever want to go back. So if it's more yeah. stuff we're playing and watching instead of news that could be very much outdated, older, non-existent at that point. But uh, with that said, guys, we are about halfway and over halfway through August now. I could have sworn it was July. Everything is this month is insane. I'll just tell you guys right now. This month is insane. It's because, of course, I talked about it before. I'm going to be traveling to Georgia and Florida for almost two weeks. So because of that, we want to make sure there's still content for everyone. And to do that, though, we're pre-recording like episodes 115 and 116. So there'll be no news in them. They're kind of like backlog specials practically, but just regular numbers. And uh, they'll be out normal time as usual. But uh, we're doing that. We're also recording uh, side watch episodes ahead of time. We're also doing an extra like up to it, down to it episode. So we're actually going to have two of those as well. And uh, it's a lot that's pack piling up right now. Like right now I got like four or five episodes I still need to edit. And there's still more to come before I travel. So I'm just like, oh, cool. Everything is just kind of stacking up now. And I'm uh, somewhat just it's it's that among a bunch of other things that are kind of just closing in like i'm asked to watch my buddy's twins uh that are like infants so i gotta go help him out for a couple days to do that uh people's birthdays are coming up there's other events so there's a concert dude there's a concert i'm going to this friday i'm going to a green day weezer uh oh, fallout wow. boy concert and my friend's like hey you ready for the concert oh my god that actually sounds amazing i wish i had known that, that was yeah thing. it's at the ballpark and i was he, my buddy asked me he's like you ready for the concert and i'm like what concert and he's like you know the concert we're going to i'm like we're going to a concert and he's like yeah it's just it's on the 27th bro it's at the ballpark i'm like i i when did i say yes to this and he's like years ago and i'm like what years ago <laughs> it was almost two years ago pre right before i wouldn't remember that shit (laughs) right before fucking covid my buddy's like yo want to go to a concert i'm like oh yeah i'm fucking down let's do it paid for he's like he expected you to remember that i I mean it was just hella funny and it was it was brandon and then uh my other friend was like uh the one that actually bought the tickets i'm like hey how much do i owe you and he's like dude you paid me two years ago and i'm like oh my god I did not know any of this was happening, so I'm I'm apparently going to a, a concert with all three of those bands, and that should be uh that should be interesting to say the least. So it's like cool experience for sure. Yeah, but basically, I'm not going to be at my house for three out of the like five days of like Monday through Friday. I'm going to be like home Wednesday and Thursday barely because I'm also going to the gym those days too, which is across the city. So I'm just like traveling twenty four seven to shit, um, and it's just. Man, it's piling up, man. It's crazy. And we, uh, yeah, we got a lot to do. Um, but, you know, we have the Destiny stuff coming up. That I thought that was this week. I thought it was the 20th. It turned out it's actually the 24th in two days. So we'll cover that in 114, where it's going to be our, our review of Season of the Splicer. And then we'll talk about the Witch Queen stuff, the new Season of the Lost stuff, which is going to have Marisov, which is totally dope. But, uh, yeah, on to this episode, though, that we're currently on today, uh, we're going to talk about two specific news pieces, one of which is the Eternals trailer. We got a new one, and the other is the Pokemon showcase that came out earlier this week, which we're really going to focus specifically on the Legend of Arceus and... Yeah, um, like, and there's other stuff in that 
presentation, but like it's all stuff we've seen before, I guess. Yeah. And Arceus is the one that I'm personally most interested in. It's the practically the only thing I'm interested in, just because I haven't really yeah. played. Well, you're not interested in the the remake of Pokemon Mix, the cafe game. You mean Pokemon Remix now coming out this fall? Oh my god! You, they got me with that name. I'll give them that. I it was no, when I got no, to that. Really, really. I, I realized I needed to start fast forwarding through things, and I just started like skipping through the showcase. Like no, no, no. Um, yeah, because I yeah. I haven't played Pokemon since like. Well, I guess if you count Go, and I do have Let's Go Pikachu, I just haven't opened it, or is it Let's Go Eevee? I don't even remember which yeah, version it's I have. It's really weird. I I think I know. I definitely played Pokemon Sun which I think was the last DS game, the 3DS game, unless you count Ultra Sun and Moon. Uh, and I was really hyped to get Sword and Shield on Switch. And I just, I think I was at Davis at the time and I just didn't. <laughs> and I didn't get it anytime after either. And we're already, we're already talking about Pokemon. So let's just, I guess, just jump yeah, right into let's it. Let's just yeah. jump into it. Um, the reason, like I said, I played like red, blue and like silver way back when. And that was it and then it was pokemon go and still let's go pikachu or eevee whichever one remains unopened but arceus is something i'm really interested in because yeah i'm like i feel always behind with those other ones all those remakes and the regular versions when they keep up with the new one like sword shield and they'll come out with gun and grenade next probably but they there's so many of them that I always n- never know when to start, what to jump into. And also I'm, I always make excuses because I'm like, oh, there's like 50 other things I'm still trying to play. Pokemon's one of those. Yeah, I'll get to it one day thing. And this catches my attention just because of how different it is than the others. It's like, oh, hey, we're going back to like more feudal times. And it's like, yeah. So I find it really interesting that this game takes place like way back in the past before the pokedex was like completed you're making a poke so you're like creating a poke you're literally you're mapping it out yeah so that seems to be the main plot of this game is professor whatever the professor is in this game the weirdly like, hey. dressed man yeah he's like hey there's pokemon all over the world we literally live with them but we don't know all the ones that are out there so will you help me catalog and like find all the different kinds of pokemon out there so i think that's actually really interesting that it's not just like you're some kid going on an adventure trying to you know defeat all the gym leaders and stuff it's it's more just like you're going out there to explore and to see what there is yeah i I like that idea and it looks a lot more open world and you're not going every second being stopped by a child or old man telling you yeah. your favorite color is red and then proceeding to fight you or bug catcher. God, yeah. God so for sake, an... bug catcher fucking oh, God, every time. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's the, that's the other interesting thing is like, uh, there are, it doesn't seem like there are random battles, but it's kind of like the Pokemon let's go, uh, Pikachu and Eevee games where you can see the Pokemon out in the world. Well, I guess Sword and Shield also did something like that in like, I forget what they were called, but there was like these open areas where you could actually see Pokemon walking around. Uh, and that's how you would choose which Pokemon to fight. It made it a lot easier to like catch the specific Pokemon you were trying instead to get. Of instead of literally just... running around in a grass field yeah. and then you keep getting fucking Weevil, Weedle, whatever. Yeah. You know? So so that's super nice. I also, I like that you can just like throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon anytime and you might be able to catch them. And like, 
if you do want to go into one of those more turn-based battles, which interestingly enough, they're still doing the turn-based battles, uh, they you literally just throw one of your Pokeballs out and if, you, if it lands like near another Pokemon, it'll start a battle like right there. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And what's interesting is this professor dude is supposed to be a guy that traveled already and he brings back like three Pokemon from other regions, which I think you'll know them more than me. So you get, and these are your starters. So I, it's very interesting. Usually, you know, you go to those other games and there's the starters and they're usually of that region and they're a new generation each time. And it's usually a grass fire and water, but this time it's still, you know, the same elements, but it's three different generations of starters together. Yeah. One of each. And it's like gen two Cyndaquil. And if you could tell me the other two, because I don't really know them. Oh, I, I'm going to have to look that up. One's the owl yeah. with the bow tie. Isn't that from the newest? Isn't that is the bow tie owl from Sword and Shield? It comes with like the fire puma cat. Ooh, uh, yeah. The Does the owl turn into I, like an archer or some shit? Wasn't Rowlet, that Rowlet, I think, was the, the owl. And yeah, they, I thought they turned into, into an archer. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, Give a hoot, don't pollute. If you guys know what that's from, good job. Uh, and then I honestly don't know what the hell the other thing was. I had no idea what that was or where it was oh, from. Oh, uh, P- Piplup, I think that Piplup. is. I don't, Hold on. Piplup. Is that the penguin or is that the otter? Was it an otter? It's an otter. Okay. Is it otter free? I just made that up. I don't know. Oh, okay. No, never mind. It's uh, Oshawott. Oshawott. Yeah. That's a weird question to ask, Oshawott. Yeah, and then Rowlet is the uh, the owl that turns into an archer, and uh, Cyndaquil, Cyndaquil falls into Typhlosion, which is like that was literally probably one of my favorite uh, fire starters. Like I, I might have actually liked him more than Charmander, just because like how dare you? As much as like, well, I know it's, it seems like sacrilegious to like go against Charizard because like literally he gets the uh, the favoritism of all the gangs, gangs, games. Like he got like two mega evolutions in uh x and y depending on which version you got and like all these other starter pokemons are being like um ignored i guess but they keep bringing charizard back because they're like he's popular keep doing it but for me i was like dude cyndaquil is first off his back is always on fire and then two when he evolves his like final evolution is something called typhlosion like Come on, you can't get much cooler than that. I don't know. I think so. When I played Silver, I think I I kept for some reason choosing plant Pokemon first, so I used like a uh, Chikorita. But overall, looking back and like looking at all of them, I realized I'm very reptilian when it comes to Pokemon. So like I like Charmander in Gen One, in Gen Two, I'm a very very big Totodile guy, uh, and three uh, okay. Trico, and like I would say in that order of like from most to least interested just because like i really love like gators and stuff so totodile was awesome and then uh trico is literally a fonzie lizard so you can't not love that but after you know after that is completely where it goes blank for me i don't know what the hell they are i don't know what the starters are i don't know what the gen is and you know i watched the was the diamond pearl remake shit and they're like yeah you're gonna fight team galaxy and i'm like the, yeah. I'm like, dude, kids were high as fuck playing this shit. What are you talking, Team Galaxy? I could have sworn, wasn't it just the lava water guys and Rocket? And now there's like yeah. 18 other so, teams. I don't even want to know 
what that's so about. I think they went I think they went with more of like a space themed thing because like the the legendary Pokemon of that game, uh all Dialga and Polka Polkia. Uh they are essentially <laughs> they're essentially the avatars of time and space. So they were like, if we can capture these two Pokemon, we could literally control reality. Which I guess is why they were like, we're Team Galactic. We're going to control the entire galaxy. What happened to the, the greedy talking cat that orders around two people? What happened to that shit? Yeah, I've, I feel like Team Rocket is probably like the least... What's the word I'm looking for? Like... um, The least efficient? Not efficient, but like... Threatening? They like they don't have any like aspirations for anything. They just, just want to like, steal Pokemon and sell them. Yeah, they just want to steal Pokemon. Whereas like and Giovanni like Team Aqua. had Mewtwo for a bit and then it backfired. Yeah. Meanwhile, Team Aqua was like, we want to submerge the entire land in water because that's the natural way of the world. And Team Team Lava is like, screw the ocean. We want to make everything land. I mean, that honestly, that sounds cool. That sounds like some dope shit. Like that yeah. kind of stuff. No, the the fight between. Uh, Groudon and Kyogre was like epic for that for that kind of game and like same with uh I I loved Pokemon Silver because just because the and I guess gold to an extent but I just thought that Lugia was much much more interesting Pokemon than Ho 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 oh yeah was. Lugia talks to you and tells you about collecting cards <laughs> well that Pokemon is 2000 like... is the best Pokemon movie yeah you all like the first one but fuck you 2000 is better. They got a flute, they got a pan flute music in it. I don't know. I just thought Lugia being like a a legendary bird that is hidden under the ocean was such an interesting idea. Yes. Yes. But all right. So we're talking about Arceus and we we can tell, you know, it's a very big mix of Pokemon. And like I said, there's three starters. I already can tell you easily. I'm going to go with the one I know. So I'm going to go with Cyndaquil. I don't want a fucking otter. Yeah. I don't want an owl that can count. Tell me how many fucking licks it takes. I don't need that shit. Yeah. I tend to go with fire most games anyway. I don't know. Like, it's not that I have a preference. Maybe I do. But like, I don't know. I just always tend to gravitate towards the fire ones. Not not necessarily just because they're fire type, but just because that version always interests me. Yeah. And I do like that in this one because you're categorizing. Category, categorizing? Categorizing. Yeah, categorizing. <laughs> uh the pokedex so you probably have to catch every you literally have to catch them all in this yeah one. there's actually so the a point goal to it is it's to not catch them all completion. because you're that's your goal you're not going out for a tournament having to fight some old woman and some child at the same time that are somehow part of the same elite yeah. squad of people that makes no sense but uh this one is just like oh go do this stuff also there's a mystery of this mountain that looks really cool there's a tree that probably talks to you at some point it's all glowy and shit so i'm sure the pokemon talks and it goes oh readings blah blah it's like oh shit but uh you you see like the red-eyed pokemon and stuff where yeah so that's another interesting thing is it seems like there's something in the world causing some pokemon to go berserk and they will actually attack you the it's trainer. a fluoride not not Huh? Fluoride got into the water system. Oh, <laughs> but like I thought you said it's fluoride. I was like, Who? no, no, it's the fluoride. It's fucking Pokemon. Uh, but yeah, like I, I just thought it's it's interesting that this is like the first time, to my knowledge, that like it's not just your Pokemon that can get attacked. You yourself are in danger. Yeah, and I don't know how 
like important that's going to be or if you can get sent back to like the nearest town like because you get you know fainted or whatever no 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 what's gonna happen this is what i want guys i hope the pokemon devs are listening to this all right you know how <laughs> when like the clickers and the all the infected and the cordyceps enemies in last of us 2 and last of us 1 they grab you and they just start fucking biting into your neck and shit yeah they eat yeah you. fucking do that with the pokemon where it's like oh you lost and they just start fucking mauling you and shit that yeah. would be the be- I want to see you get ragdolled just like bites by Gyarados. <laughs> I want to see Gyarados ragdoll you, fucking throw you around, and just see half of your body fly some direction, and the other half just get swallowed. That would that is the Pokemon game that I want, and that's the one that children today deserve. They need to know what Dude, the world is like today. <laughs> I want to see that if if you can get like ragdolled by a Pokemon, I want to see someone make a GIF of like you getting tail whipped by a Gyarados flying like a hundred feet and then like they do the GTA like <laughs> wasted uh, the, wasted uh, uh, <laughs> oh my god dude it, it would be like uh, when the giant hits you in Skyrim and you go into space and you just fly, <laughs> you just fly. <laughs> also you could out in the game you should just have Brock hit on a woman and she slaps him and it's like wasted that would be fucking hilarious uh, absolutely or you beautiful. see Brock's like ancestor <laughs> he looks just like a <laughs> Uh, what's his name oh pervio simpo <laughs> be perfect uh, pervio simpleton the the, the the japanese bachelor that'd be hilarious oh my god oh my god. yeah so definitely like not super interested in that pokemon cafe remix thing just because i didn't even play the original version i mean i didn't uh, know half of the games they were talking about i'm like is there really this many pokemon games out there i did not know that oh there are they they also mentioned pokemon unite yeah they're mobile well, which is that League Legends like, game. game that just came yeah. out and i'm not super interested in that just because i've heard that it's pretty pay to win at this I point i heard gengar like, is cracked also that like i've heard gengar is like ridiculous fucking ghost haunt uh, your dreams bro and then, uh, yeah, the I, I just don't have that much nostalgia for Diamond and Pearl. So I'm not super hyped on those remi- uh, remakes. I'm sure some people are, but I'm probably personally going to skip those just because, like, I don't... If I had the nostalgia for them, I might want to go back and play it. But, like, at this point, I'd literally rather just, like, buy Pokemon Sword and just play that finally, which is, like, a, a newer game. I don't know. Uh, I but definitely Arceus though is yeah. like that. Literally looks like something new, but like still familiar to fans of the series. But like they're definitely adding new mechanics and making it feel more like an open game than, which is weird to say because like the the Pokemon games have always been pretty open world. I mean, your journey through the world is pretty linear, but like you can still like once you get a flying Pokemon, you could just go back to anywhere you that's want. So and... that's where, bro, give me Charizard. Yeah, that's so. Fair. I'm very, I'm very curious because oh fuck, you know what Pokemon game I forgot to buy? What? What's the one game I wanted? What's the one Pokemon oh, game I wanted that they brought back? As far finally? as Pokemon, uh, I don't know. Pokemon Snap. <laughs> oh shit, you're right. I totally forgot to get right? that too. I forgot. I, I okay. I remember why I didn't get it. I literally said I, was super I still have it too. It's the same thing with Arceus, where I'm like, should I pre-order Arceus? But then again, I didn't buy Snap, and I haven't even opened Let's Go Pikachu and or Eevee, whichever one I have. I don't even know which one I have. <laughs> and 
I'm like, I'm still like, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, bro, I'm trying to catch beetles at Animal Crossing. It's so hard. They, they don't show up in the fucking trees all the time. I can tell you those fucking beetles, though. And it's like, it's like that, you know? And I still have all these unplayed games. The worst part is, I'm like, oh, I still have to buy Breath of the Wild. I still have to play that I have. Mario Odyssey, Hyrule Warriors, Tropical Freeze, and then get Pokemon Snap and stuff. And also, I got that Mario Trilogy. And then at the same time, I'm like, you know, it's the thing where I have my backlog and I should play these games. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I'm more interested in this fucking Arceus game. I just want to play that instead. I'm going to be honest. I want to play yeah. this Arceus game more than Zelda, Mario, and the other Pokemon games. Really? Yes. Interesting. I think it's just because people wouldn't shut up about Zelda for a very long time. And they would get all pissed off when uh, they're like, you didn't play Breath like, of the Wild. No you can way climb it's anything. Good. It's the best game. And I'm like, is, is it though? Is it? And I watch them play and there's like a giant fairy that comes out of the ground. It's like, woohoo! And I'm like, um, is this the game you're talking about? Is that is that the game? And Yeah, it's, I mean, definitely Breath of the Wild wasn't for everyone. Like Daniel tried to play it for a bit and he was like, I'm not into it. I know you get it. a motorcycle, which is cool, but like, I yeah that was like a dlc thing it's just a thing where i i'm in a very weird place with it all because i've been out of the nintendo game for so long that i've been all i've known was like basically playstation xbox and i've also been very much expanding into pc like insanely and mm. i have haven't had that handheld time because i won't treat my switch as a home console i, w I will not set up that deck i'm not going to do it or the dock i was about to say deck dick dock oh uh, yeah one more thing about the um the pokemon direct thing i got like a little bit upset when they announced a new special edition switch but it's like a light a, a, a switch light which granted it looks cool i like the design on the back it's like oh uh, no Dialga right, you want Polka. that dread one huh you're waiting for the dread that's the thing i, I was you like gonna get to that you? the fucking metro i was like one. you mother you motherfuckers you you literally have the switch oled coming out on the same freaking day as pokemon as a uh, metroid dread and that would be the easiest special edition to do and in, i think i don't know i could be wrong i mean everyone seems but then to be dropping like, the ball remember the fucking i was like oh halo series x and yeah the metroid switch none of these things seem to be happening yeah and then they're like but for the people that are nostalgic for this game that came out, this Pokemon, this random Pokemon game that came out like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, like you can get a light switch special edition. And I'm just like, yo, if you made like a dread light, uh, like switch light, I might even get that. Probably not. But like, uh, just do it. I wanted, I want a, a Metroid special edition switch so bad. Yeah, I I, I said it before, like, like that would be somewhat tempting. Honestly, though, they should definitely utilize uh, Arce Arceus and do, like, an Arceus special edition one. But I'm not saying put that Pokemon on it. I don't give two shits about the actual Pokemon Arceus. More like, use that design of Feudal Japan. Use that design of those, like, yeah. cool characters and stuff and make that the back of the Switch. That would be fucking cool. That's what I'm really liking about this is the also art that, style, yeah. the, the aesthetic of it all. That's what's really driving me because the other one's like, oh, look at the thing and fight children and shit. I'm like, fuck, dude, this sucks. But, like, this <laughs> is, like, everything that's interesting to me because I love history and I love, like, just past shit and this is, this yeah, is that's what's the driving thing. I do also really like the idea that it's it's not just in a region that's meant to look like Japan. It's a region that 
it's like in the past, so it looks like feudal. They Japan. said it's the even which the, one is the Sinnoh region. I don't remember which one's which anymore. Oh, I just know I I can never remember which region is the which. the K one was the first one. That's all I remember. Um, I have no idea what Sinnoh was. Oh, Kanto. Kanto. That was the first one, right? There's like Kanto, then Johto. So Sinnoh was then uh, Ruby Sapphire, then right? I I guess so. Right? That would be a. I really I I. So maybe you'll know. see Grata on Kyogre. We'll be like beefing even That'd then. Be cool. Crazy, yeah. I don't know. Wherever Ar- I don't even know what Gen Arceus is from, but then again, I, I'm assuming Arceus. Because is that the one that invents Pokemon? Is that the Pokemon inventor? Which one? Arceus. Is that the which one's the one that literally creates Pokemon? Yeah, I think Arceus is like the. Pokemon He's like the one God. that says, "I'm fucking bored." Makes a stupid ass chandelier or something, or like ice cream. Like I think. I think Arceus is like the god of Pokemon and he's literally the one that made Dialga and Pokemon mm. and like, I guess all the others. Gotcha. And then like Bill Gates is supposed to be like the god of man and he just makes different humans. <laughs> is that how that works? I assume. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. All right. Uh, yeah. So definitely really interested in this game. Really looking forward to this gameplay because they're also showing you different attacks. Oh yeah. Sinnoh. So Sinnoh was the diamond and pearl region apparently. So we're basically getting diamond and pearl twice. Oh man, that's super weird. Yeah, I guess so. For fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> huh. All right. Um. Yeah, but like I said, yeah, the combat looks really cool. The fact that it's like in and out of Pokemon somewhat. You can get mauled to death by a Gyarados, hopefully. We'll see how that goes. Or like a Teddy Ursa. What's it called? Ursula? What's the big bear called? Bear in the Big Blue House. I don't know his name. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I know the, the smaller one is Teddy Ursa. But... Yeah, I'm going to call... That's what I'm going to call him, though. All right, so we... we it's like the Pokemon Go ones. Once uh once they got to the gens, I didn't know what the fuck they were called. I started just calling, like, Dicker Tot and some other shit. I don't even know what the fuck they were, so I just started naming them random shit. Uh, according to the Pokemon.com, uh, Teddy Ursa evolves into Ursaring. I'm going to call him Ursula. Okay, cool. Which is just like a giant... He just looks like a green yeah, so bear. Yeah, so we said we either calling him, uh, yeah, Ursula or uh, Bear in the Big Blue House, I think, is a viable option. Though that makes sense, because it's like... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I love, like, Pokemon... Well, Ursula like... does make sense for a bear, because if I remember correctly, if you go to, like, that's actually one of the scientific names or something for a bear, because if you go back to the Witcher armor, I want to say it's, like, armor of the wolf, armor of the Urs- Ursa armor is the bear armor even then mm, which okay. i'm assuming by that meaning is some scientific term for a bear i'm not i'm no scientist and james is a chemical one with drugs he's not one for animals <laughs> i just find it really funny that there's always like each pokemon is given a category and it seems like really specific to that pokemon it's it's not their type but like uh ursura or whatever ursura oh you mean it's like is... the fire the fire lizard pokemon or the like literally, Ursaring is uh, listed as a hibernator. Dude, I want to see, I want to see where it's like, yo, this is, here's the fuckboy Pokemon, here's the big dick energy Pokemon. I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> but like Teddy Ursa is apparently just its category is little bear. Little bear. Yeah. <laughs> yo. Does he uh... have the fucking duck and was Franklin there too? Like the turtle? Like what's going on? Oh, yeah, let's look at what Psyduck is. Oh, my. It's probably just duck type. The I don't know. Fucking. Oh my god, Duckburg. The Duckburg Pokemon. Oh god. All right, what the fuck are we talking about anymore? All right, I think that's all we got for yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, I think we're done. Yeah, we're good Pokemon with Pokemon. Or, uh... Fucking. We wasted so much time talking about this bullshit. I don't even know what the hell we're talking about anymore. All right, Eternals trailer. 
Eternals trailer. Uh, yeah. Which barely beat out Halo not having co-op at launch. Yeah, it was more... Well, maybe another time. Yeah, <laughs> it was barely barely beat it, yeah. Um, so we, but there's a reason why you specifically wanted oh, to talk about... Sake. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I would say there's two or three reasons. Um, so, for, can I just give my go, initial impressions, though? It, please, yes. Okay, so I've been really intrigued by the Eternals... Apparently not enough because when I texted you about it, I called it the Immortals trailer. Dude, I was like, I looked at that and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even. I knew exactly what you meant, but I'm still looking at it like the Immortals trailer. And imagine the fucking 300 Persian warriors. Yeah. <laughs> so like, even as like a, a an MCU fan, I'm just like, I I apparently can't be bothered to remember the actual title of this series. I don't know, but but like, I don't know. I like. The They're like the Inhumans of, of Gods. Kind of. It's, That's not it's a super compliment. weird. So, I think it visually looks really interesting. I'm not really satisfied with their explanation of like, we were told not to intervene in the history of man. Like, in specifically unless one of the, uh, the, um, deviants. the deviants yeah. shows up. And the deviants are basically like, to my knowledge, they're like the evil versions of the Eternals, but don't quote me on that because I really don't know much about these characters, which is w- kind of why I'm so interested in seeing this movie when it comes out to like learn more about this aspect of the Marvel Universe. I, I literally thought uh, that when you say that these were deviants, they're the uh, splinter group of deviant art people that are doing <laughs> fanfic furry uh, storylines for the MCU. I also got really confused because, like, I thought that Thanos was supposed to be a deviant. So, like, why they didn't interfere with him wiping out half the universe, I don't know. But according to my brother, uh, Daniel, he I asked him about that. And he, Thanos, is apparently supposed to be more like an eternal. But his eternal, like, powers manifested as a deviant gene. So... He apparently is more like an Eternal, but he just looks like a Deviant. So I guess that's why... How much is that why... supposed to mean to us exactly? <laughs> yeah, Does that mean anything so... to us? And that's the other thing. I don't even know if they're going to bother with that at all in, in the MCU. Because they literally have already shown his supposed homeworld was someplace called Titan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's very so... true. And it's like all destroyed so... and shit. Yeah. So like, I don't know that Fucking he is even, that they're even gonna talk about that at all or yeah, grimace or anything uh which i want to say so that's like weird. you'd think that the deviant would be hamburglar but it was grimace all along it's like how you don't yeah. expect that in the storyline someone tell fucking ronald this he probably doesn't know yet but yeah, uh, I do like that they're finally gonna talk more about the the celestials it seems because when they were like we were ordered not to intervene like by who and then they just show like the gigantic (laughs) judge and i was just like whoa what's going on and like there's a shot in this trailer where it looks like there's a massive eternal not not eternal celestial uh, celestial, like making a galaxy which gives you a sense of like how powerful these beings are that they're literally the things that shape the universe yeah like so that's interesting uh I, I kind of like the effect of the Eternals being able to make kind of like weapon frames out of either gold or light or whatever. Like, so uh, Athena makes 
like a sword and not a sword. She makes like a shield and, and spear combo. So that looks kind of cool. The Angelina I kind of laughed a little bit. Right? Yeah. I kind of laughed a little bit when Camille Nanjiani does like finger guns. Dude, that shit was. <laughs> that, that was weird. But then I got like super weirded out. And this is where you come in. I got super weirded out when they started showing off uh, Icarus doing his stuff. And he does his eye lasers. And I was like, yo, did they copy Man of Steel? Like, I know that, like, laser eyes or, like, lasers is not unique to Superman. Like, I mean, shit, even Darkseid does. Those are uh, Omega Beams, thank you. And they send Batman back in time in which he goes through an entire time travel ordeal, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, like, I literally was like, yo, like, the way it's lighting up the inside of his face around his eyes when he's firing his lasers, like, that's literally straight... (laughs) It's literally straight out of Man of Steel, which I don't have a huge problem with it because I think I always thought that looked cool anyway, but it is a little bit weird because it's like people were pretty down on Man of Steel for like a while. Like even when we went back and watched it for Man of Steel, I was shocked at how much I like had problems with it because I remember loving it when it first came out. I don't want to deviate too much, but like, Steel episode one. it's yeah, it's just super weird to me that. For this character specifically, I was like, so is Icarus just Superman? <laughs> He's like lesser Superman. But all right. Here, so, yeah, I'm watching this fucking trailer and I'm like, okay, this seems somewhat interesting. Like, all right, all right, all right. Hey, wait a minute. What was that? What was that? What'd you just do there? <laughs> and it's, you know, Richard Madden is Icarus. And, you know, I love Richard Madden. It's fucking Rob Stark, the king of the north. You always have to fuck this king of the north. Uh, and... Yeah, he's fucking Superman. I'm like, okay, so he just has the heat vision, and I'm assuming he probably has the strength, and he could fly. So, you know, he's probably like a a BC tier Superman or something. And he not only just has these heat vision rays, like, yeah, his eyes literally light up like Superman's, but also... If you look at the cinematography style they go with it, the the style of his punches, the style of his flying, that is all just straight up Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. That is Zack Snyder's style of combat. That is the style of just Superman in the DCEU. And it's crazy how just nonchalant, it's just, it's not even, they're not even trying to be, it's not even trying to be different. They just said, now fuck it, let's do it. And, you know. In one aspect, you could go, I really appreciate that they're taking heavily, they're taking heavy influences from Zack Snyder for this, which they are. That is not up for dispute. That is a fact. Yeah, like, <laughs> if if there's, like, an interview with these, uh, with the uh, creative direction people, and they're like, hey, so d- were you inspired by Man of Steel at all for Icarus? And they're like, no, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I'll be like bullshit no like, way that's, that's when you smash smash the head into the computer and be like bullshit yeah so they yeah so that's it it is it is that's not even it's not even debatable and yeah you mentioned the cinematography too i wasn't even thinking about that at first but as soon as you mentioned it i was like oh yeah definitely there are some shots in the trailer where, where icarus is like flying at an enemy and it's literally just like in uh man of steel when he's like flying yep. after zod and beating the shit out of him in, in the cornfield so that shit's exactly the same. And, you know, it's not bad. The only thing is that this, so this is what I get annoyed with is there's obviously, you know, there was a lot of people that talk shit about Zack Snyder. There's a lot of people that talk shit about Man of Steel. I bet you anything that those shallow, basic bitch people <laughs> will be like, 
Oh my god, this is genius. I love it. Did you see the style of this fighting? What's Man of Steel? That's garbage. And like, it's the fuck. It's the- no one's ever done anything like this before. Yeah. So, and obviously, you know, I'm not trying to call out people. I'm just joking. And I, you know, I'm fans of both. Of like, I like a lot of the MC stuff, obviously, and I love the DC stuff for the most part. There's things I still don't enjoy, but it's just like you're gonna. I can predict there's gonna be a lot of double standards here and i can tell what they're doing here as well and like i said i have no problem with it if anything that makes me more interested in watching richard Madden than this character not that they needed to sell me on this like here's the whole thing with the movie as a whole like i'm watching through this trailer i'm looking at the plot and after i watch the trailer if you ask me what's it about what are they doing i'd be like oh they're just doing some doing some eternal shit or whatever and it's not because i didn't pay attention i paid attention i just don't care it, it doesn't yeah, grab it, me. And as best as I can understand, it's just like, so something to do with like, after, I guess, Hulk, uh, Professor Hulk snapped back like half the universe, yeah. <laughs> snapped back to reality. <laughs> but uh, Snap, crackle, pop. Yeah. So after he did that, somehow that started what they called the emergence or something like that and so now the deviants are like becoming more common or i don't really understand it opens the it's supposed to be like that boom created more there's more creation or something with it something like that so it's it's still kind of confusing to me but it seems like whatever happened because of what happened in endgame the Eternals are now going to have to deal with the deviants, uh, but, the deviants. But also now they're but, coming to grips with like, oh, do we want to get involved now, though? Are we going to keep yeah. doing that? Because they show that part with Athena. You said her name was Athena, right? I think it's just Athena, but it could yeah, be Athena. It. Angelina Jolie with that dude that's yeah. high, the alien man. It's like, blah, 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 we don't touch the humans and shit. Like, uh it's just the yeah. So he's probably that enemy. Like, that's who the enemy is probably going to be is like the guy, their boss. Yeah. Yeah. I oh god, they're they've been showing his toy on Instagram or people have been posting his like the toy based on him and it's called like Crow or something like that, like K R O. I I really don't have know a crow anything about this Destiny part. and also there's a bird. Yeah. We're good. We don't need more crows. Oh, and then there's of course the, the famous 80s crow who won't die. So, there's also that crow. Remember that crow? Oh crow? yeah, huh. Yeah, the crow. Remember the that crow, crow yeah. the crow? <laughs> what, that one yeah. Crow? <laughs> <laughs> what am i talking about i'm losing my mind bro and then there's the crows from game of thrones oh besides the crow oh my john god Snow i forgot that he's his name movie. is the crow and he had crows before when he was old. oh my <laughs> why didn't i realize that until just now that's it you know maybe i didn't i forgot anyway the other reason i'm interested in this once again not for the plot not for majority of the casting casting seems fine i just don't care at the same time i like certain people in there like uh what's his name again from silicon valley uh, Camille Nanjiani. Yeah, like I like him in there. I think the best part about it was the fact that there is his uh, buff picture was on Pornhub, and he just tweets like, yeah. "Oh no, <laughs> but- dude!" When he uploaded a picture of himself getting super jacked, I was just like, "Yo, what?" Because I was watching, uh, I think I was watching Silicon Valley at the time, and he's just like, not like super fat, but he's like kind of chubby, and just like he's supposed to be the guy on that show that they make fun of for like being basically unbangable. I mean, like it's a uh- it's the same thing that happened in Parks and Rec, where Andy comes back. Yeah. And they're like, what happened to Andy? And it's like, oh, he became Star-Lord. He's like, yeah, I stopped drinking beer. Like, 
how much beer were you drinking? Probably too much. <laughs> and uh. so there's him. And of course, you know, it's very interesting for the fact that we literally have Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek in the Marvel Universe in a comic book movie. Yeah. Well, actually, no, she was in Wanted. Was it Wanted? Yeah. yeah. And then she shot herself into this fucking stupid. But she taught James McAvoy how to curve bullets. Is that James McAvoy? Fuck yeah. I'm, that was you James know, I don't need to remember this movie. Now, now looking back, I don't want to remember that movie. But <laughs> Thena taught Professor X how to be an assassin. Stop talking. Okay. So <laughs> the other point is something so basic and so unrelated to the film itself. Well, actually, there's two. One is the fact that we're literally getting two kings together never got to see each other again after the first season because they're like you know you Starks are hard to kill and then they never meet again and you get oh yeah Richard Madden and Kit Harrington in a movie together which is literally the main reason I'm watching this movie is that I get to see those really? two together but <laughs> also they say that Kit Harrington I forget what his character's name is but he's supposed to be the Black Knight and yeah. Marvel's like oh he's not gonna be the Black Knight but everyone's literally like you you took John fucking Snow you took the king and the you took Jon Snow, and you are making him a character that is supposed to be literally the Black Knight, who is already his character because he was Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, yeah. and you're telling me he's not going to be the Black Knight. One, all right. There, there's two outcomes of this, James. One is they're telling the truth, in which we then proceed to burn down Marvel. Two mm-hmm. is that of course they're lying and we're going to see the black knight which like great we have a bunch of godlike eternals that can do like fucking whatever they could weave things and could run fast like sonic and shit yeah but that's another confusing thing is daniel said that they all essentially have the same powers but like to different extents it's kind of like so like they they so like they can all fly they're all kind of strong but like not everyone is super proficient with like eye lasers it's like the same like thing that. as the Shazam family or the Captain Marvel family yeah kind of yeah. and you know, I want Black Knight. I want Black Knight, and I want Black Knight. I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see the return of Jon Snow and be like, "Yeah, I'm still the king, bitch," and not have what we had with season eight. Like literally, Eter- I'm looking at Eternals as uh, redemption for Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's that's how okay. I'm looking at this, and they. It's just like it's like the, the Eternals is like, oh, this is my Game of Thrones redemption, just like Doctor Strange is my oh here's my Tobey Maguire Spider-Man entrance like these are what I'm looking for in these movies and if I don't get them I'm just like trash absolute trash I don't want this Let's get this out of here yeah You're, these are the only reasons these exist for me but yeah anything else you got on this otherwise there's nothing else to really talk about no I got nothing that's about it I'm like I think it's a cool trailer but I'm still not like a hundred percent sold on it but it's gonna sound kind of weird but like any of the MCU movies, I'll probably still see it at least once just to like know what happened. How was Black Widow? And... Oh shit, you're right. I still haven't seen that. Oops. <laughs> I'll watch it when it comes to Disney Plus for free. Yeah, it's uh Sorry, Scarlet Joe. <laughs> Sorry, Big Joe. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Well, that's all our news, guys. Uh, I'm glad the Jesus Christ, 43 minutes. <laughs> yeah oh my god honestly it was just the pokemon conversation just got into full side talk stupidity at its best that's what it was yeah but uh we got two so we're gonna talk about two specific things if we have time for more we'll get to it but the main two we're gonna talk about is uh our impressions of the back for blood beta and then star wars the bad batch because that just wrapped and i don't need to rewatch that to kind of get 
double stuff into it, like Same, Godzilla yeah. and Army of the Dead and stuff. So first is Back for Blood, and they've had, you know, this is two betas so far. One was the closed beta, which I took part of, took part in on PC with some friends. Second was on the open beta, which we played on PS5 together. And yeah. uh, for those that don't know, you know, Back for Blood, it's made by the Turtle Rock guys, which are the creators of Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. And this is, for all intents and purposes, Left 4 Dead 3, just in everything yeah, but name. They just had to, like, tweak enemies and whatnot. And it's it's not zombies. It's the infested. I thought they're called the Ridden. Oh, the Ridden. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, which sounds like a, it just sounds like a bicycle gang. It is a, it's sounds a, like a motorbike kind of weird, gang. It's kind of a weird term for them, but whatever. Yeah. I'm just imagining a guy riding another guy on a motorcycle. It's like the Ridden. <laughs> oh, my God. But, Okay. It's basically Left 4 Dead. Like, it played just yeah. like... It's, like, exactly what you were expecting in terms of you start off in your beginning area and you have to fight each area... Through each area to the next safe point or safe house. And yeah. eventually you're getting to your extraction point for the most part. Yeah. And the big difference here, I would say, is... I, it's it's hard to say too because it, I feel like I haven't played Left 4 Dead in a very long time. I'm trying to like remember everything about it in terms of diff- mainly not really um, what you're doing but more so the two key aspects of difficulty and ammunition when you're fighting. Like basically your combat style when yeah. you're fighting. Because for the most part, you know, you had tanks which were the giant enemies would throw you and just stomp everywhere and whatnot. And this one you have... Um, uh, they're called, uh, it's like the same thing, but instead they have one massive fucking arm. And when they smash down on that arm, you're basically losing a majority amount of health and then probably flying back somewhere. Yeah. So I wasn't Bruisers, sure if those were supposed to be the, the tanks or if those were supposed to be like the chargers in, uh, Left 4 Dead 2. Left 4 Dead 2. Cause those also had like one large arm, Yeah. but they didn't like smash around. They just like ran into you. So they did have two versions. If I saw correctly, like there was, um, with the cards. And there's the crush there's the crusher, which also has like a tentacle arm, which like instead of smashing, it just it grabs one of you, but like close range. So that's the I feel like the crusher was more like the charger because the charger would grab you as well. That's Whereas right. that's, the I uh, bruiser was like the tank. And the crusher only came like they were specific the, the big difference here between Back for Blood and Left for Dead is the card system. There's a full card system in the game. So Left 4 Dead had something similar, but it was like behind the scenes. Yes. It was called the the game director where it was supposed to basically see like how well you're like if you're having like a really tough time getting through areas, if you're getting downed a bunch or if you're like breezing through areas, it will either it'll tune the difficulty to make it either easier or harder for you so you don't get too frustrated or you're not too bored. Yeah. But in this, it's more like it had more of a roguelike feel to it where it's like you get random cards that will give you buffs or debuffs for the next run. Yeah, and there's two types. So there's cards that are more so for you as a character and potentially mm-hmm. for your team. And then you have cards that are basically equipping your enemies and equipping the difficulty where... Oh yeah, that's another difference is that like in the Left 4 Dead games that you had specific people you played as and it, it didn't matter like who you'd played as. There was all the same. Yes. But for this one, it actually does kind of matter which character you choose to play as because they might be more proficient in melee weapons or they might be more proficient in 
uh, having a bunch of guns uh, and each character has like a, a bonus buff to the whole party. Like one character I like to play as give everyone like plus 10% health. Did we play as, uh, was his name Nariko or something? Oh, I, I honestly, I can't remember. The easiest one I remember was I think Holly and mom because it was Holly. Oh yeah, mom. <laughs> uh, so like, it, like mom's power, she could hold uh, two of the uh i think it was because i forget what they were called they were you could hold up to three different items it was like uh tier one tier two tier three let's say uh tier one was stuff like defibrillators a health kit um uh the toolkit opens the doors or an ammo box that gives you more ammunition like that and then tier two she's like a support character sort of yeah so there's like that all characters have this it's like three tiers uh, a slot each and then you'll have um tier two is everything from bandages pain meds uh i think like a stun gun thing or something like it's all these other yeah i never used the stun gun for the most part like i didn't try anything else except for the bandages because i just wanted something for healing and then tier one is or tier three is the weaponry so your grenades molotovs sticky bombs stuff like that and for like let's say mom specifically she could carry you you get one of each and there are specific upgrades let's say if it's a specific character mom can actually have two tier things so you can't carry two different things so like i could carry two bandages or two uh pain meds i couldn't carry one bandage and one pain med but it would allow me two of a specific item instead and that was a perk which you know, is very small, but it's uh, something that could still help you out a lot because now you can heal yourself and that could mean life or death for you throughout the mission or for your team potentially. And each character doesn't just have one. It's usually a couple different things. Like it's one or two different uh, specific descriptions of like uh, skills that they have acquired. But you don't get to check out all the characters. I want to say there's five out of eight of them unlocked. And I can practically guarantee you there'll probably be more DLC characters, if anything. Just like there'll probably be more DLC enemies, I'm assuming. Uh, it just would make sense. Not to mention locations and stuff. Oh, for sure. So And new characters and stuff. Yeah. So you have all that. And then you have the cards themselves that literally give you everything. So uh, the cards will do everything from... Oh, you you start off with like the deck you have already, and throughout the game, your system basically get more and more cards so you can build your deck, and you have a limited amount of like space. But in the beta, you don't have that many cards, so you don't have to worry about maxing out or choosing. You just kind of take everything you get for the most part. And some are very basic things like oh, you get to carry five percent more ammunition or plus five ammunition, plus five health, so you can carry more stuff like that. Or your healing is better; you have higher stamina. There's others that are like, oh, you can now uh, get health when you're mailing, you're getting melee kills. That's super helpful. It is very helpful. And it also entices you to utilize, th- certain cards will make you uh, utilize certain weapons because you're getting one primary weapon, which is everything from SMGs, assault rifles, uh, machine guns, stuff like that, uh, shotguns. Whereas your other weapon, your secondary, is usually either a melee, like a bat, a machete, something like that or a pistol, a sawed-off shotgun. And each one, you know, could be helpful, but swords are swords, you know. It's, it's hard to say which one you want to utilize. And I saw a mix from everyone, because I liked using the machete for the most part. And James, I think you liked using the pistol, right? For the most part? Yeah, it was, it was very helpful. Yeah. And until at a certain point, I think Mom starts off with a sawed-off shotgun, and I started using that, and I realized how good that was too, because it's like the most powerful 
uh, sidearm, but just, you know, takes the longest to reload out of everything. And each of them have, you know, specific perks, but combining the cards with certain weapons makes it so now you're strategizing what specific weapon you got. You're not just going, oh, I want the machine gun. Oh, I want the sword. You're going, oh, if I can kind of strategize and do a full combination of things that'll make my character the most decked out and ready to go for the situation and especially if you're working together with your team you can make it so then your team is very diverse in terms of their abilities or what they can do what they're holding maybe you have people carrying defibs guys carrying the toolkit each one has a purpose it just depends on how well you're working together which also determines yeah. like the, the whole thing with the left for dead games is it's a very team co-op game you're working together to get uh, to the oh, next yeah. place and you know you can be capable, you can be a really good player and just have no communication, play with people that you don't know and you're not talking to them. But you have a better chance when you're actually communicating with everyone and you're talking about what you all are carrying because, you know, that's like any other team effort with video games, outside of video games and anything. But communication is key and planning that kind of stuff just helps you out a lot. Uh, in which, like, um, even so, you know, you have people running around and James, when we were playing, we had usually random dudes that were playing and they'd drop in, drop out. So then half the time we'd have actual players with us. Other times we'd have bots. And, and those bots are stupid. Fucking the best part about the bots was that they were great um, human shields. Like they, they just kind of yeah. fodder. That's basically the only use you, that we had for them. Like they, I don't know, like it's hard to describe how stupid they were, but they were just like, they weren't helpful at all. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a weird thing to gripe about because it's like most of the time you're going to be playing with other people anyway, or at least that's how it's intended. So I guess they didn't feel like they needed to spend too much time focusing on making the co-op AI smart. But like, I don't know. The fact that it was such a frustrating thing for just like the short period that I was playing it was a little bit worrying. Yeah. But yeah. like... We died so many times uh, throughout it, yeah. which, you know, at a certain point when you're going through it and it gives you a certain amount of continues, like if you run out, you basically have to start all over or just like you, you get kicked out of the match, you need to make a new match. But, you know, if you die, you go back and you kind of strategize. Like there was a part where I forget what level it was, but um, you're dropping down these rocks that you can actually jump back onto. And if you go forward, there's like these train cars and... All of a sudden, it's like near that. I want to say it's near the lumber camp. I can't remember correctly. But uh, like the bruisers come out and all the horde comes out and it starts attacking you. And I, we realized like the strategy wasn't to just move forward and fight them. Instead, it was to activate them and they start chasing you. You get back on the rocks. So now they have to all climb up and you just start mm -hmm. shooting down at them, especially the bruiser, because that thing's going to fucking send you flying. So if you can kill that before it even gets up there, right then and there, you realize, oh, OK, cool. That makes life a lot easier because I got to tell you the amount of times bruisers just killed an, like entire teams ridiculously because people just yeah. weren't paying attention or just running around. And, you know, we're playing with people without mics, so they can't tell us, look out, this thing is coming at you. You have to pretty much yeah. be on your own for it or keep an eye out or see where shots are coming from for the most part. So the other thing is like you can get really bad rolls with those cards. Yes. So, like, there was one match we played where it felt like there was an endless supply of either those, like, bruisers or crushers. Like, I forget which one it was, but it's just, like, 
literally they just kept coming and we were like this is ridiculous we're using all our ammo on these guys uh i don't think we were able to do that round yeah because it, um, it also so depends on the difficulty too that's the thing is like i feel like the the game director in the left 4 dead games was pretty fair like it didn't do anything super crazy it's just like if you were breezing through a level it's like gonna throw another couple hordes at you or maybe like throw a tank at you at some point like something to mix things up yeah. but for this it's like this round there are just like a shit ton of like mutation zombies it's just like, saruman uh, being like ones. you've elected the way of pain yeah and it's just like it felt really inconsistent like in in the difficulty area where like some rounds were like a breeze whereas others were absurdly hard and there was no like it didn't feel like there was much of a sweet spot yeah at least at least while we were playing yeah because um i played so i played first on pc i played with uh some of my friends on there and we were running through there are three difficulties on both betas like the same thing it was like this uh i think it was survive it was basically easy medium and hard it looked like i think uh, they their names were much different uh, because the the medium was definitely hard and then the hard was actually insane. Yeah, that's the other thing is like we played one round on easy and we were like, where are all the special zombies? Yeah, so like, that's what I was. There was nothing. We started off on the second tier difficulty uh, on PC and we never played the other two. So we're going through and we're getting our asses kicked and we're getting all these special infected and everything else. And when you and I play. We started on the first difficulty, and yes, there were, I was. We we're playing, and I'm like, "This isn't the same game I played on PC." It was literally boring. It was there, there's nothing really going on. We're just fighting regular infected. There's no uh, special ribbon ridden or anything, and we then after that switched to because um, that it was actually easy. Like we, it was boring, and we went up one difficulty. And with that one difficulty, it adds a lot more. Because one, you're getting the special infected. Two, now you're getting harder cards at the same time. Three, I believe, mm -hmm. I don't know if damage is more or not, but you're not... Also, team damage. Yeah, team damage is more efficient. So that was probably the worst thing because it's hard for people to... Especially, once again, there is no communication. You could have a guy, basically, you're shooting and you accidentally walk in front of someone. You're basically now getting... They're, all their shots are just going into you. Yeah. Or you have There was one fucking, time... Are you going to talk about that guy? Yeah, there was this one guy that like literally just I don't know if he was a troll or maybe we shot him one too many times and he was like just lost his mind. I don't know. Definitely just, wasn't. We did not shoot him that much at all. I don't remember. I, don't think, we like, did. I think I I think I might have hit him like once, maybe. And then he's just like, okay, I'm just gonna kill you. Like he and he did this like multiple times to the point where we had to just down him and let him leave him. Yeah. Because he just kept killing us. And it's just like, that's not fun. He did it to you. And then he started chasing me. Like, he, one of our guy, the other guy with us revived him. Or I revived him. I yeah, forget. Because I was like, oh, didn't... are you done? And then he starts doing it again. And I'm just like, for fuck's sake. So I pulled off the shot off and just started, like, going at him until he yeah, died. Yeah, we both just, like, beat, like, kicked the shit out of him. We're like, don't pick him up. Just leave him. Leave him to die. Yeah. And it was so weird. It was because that kind of shit, especially if you're playing with random people. And it's a beta and you're trying it out and trying to understand the game is yeah. not a good experience because you're not only trying to survive on a higher difficulty and you have all these infected coming at you. But now you have some dipshit that you have to literally fight your own teammates, too. And it's like it's bad for two one reasons. One, you're now getting a new enemy Two, you now have one less teammate. And three, uh, you also have the enemies that are still existing there. So yeah. it 
takes out of your own team while also adding more just annoyance there because it's not like he's now benefiting from them dying unless he's trying to just end the game without leaving like it didn't make any sense there was no point to it and you know it's i get it you know that's going to happen in games but it was just not something when you're very early into this to see or want to have deal to deal with at the same time yeah and i can't feel sorry I feel like my overall impressions of the beta, and granted, I, I didn't play a whole lot of it. I feel like it's still pretty rough right now. Like, I, I noticed a lot of bugs and just, like, a lot of shit happening. Like, at one point, my audio completely cut oh, out. Oh, that's right. And I was just like, this is weird. I literally, I can't communicate. Even my party audio stopped working somehow. So that was weird. Yeah. Uh... Uh, but enemies were glitching like, in like cars and shit like we couldn't kill some of them yeah for, it was there's like weird. one like one of our teammates in one of the runs we did got like stuck in a corner and like i literally couldn't help him i i tried down dude him that was and, weird yeah I, I tried downing him and picking him up and he just was stuck in the same spot so and then you were like yeah but they already went gold i thought i was like I don't know if they should have said that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was very strange to hear that they said they went gold post-beta, which the only thing I could see is the game is complete in terms of just, like, having it done, which means they're probably still working on patching all the stuff they're, they're getting from the beta. So that's, like, yeah, potentially... Yeah, patches and stuff. I would assume, which then I would hope then, is there's going to be a day one patch, which, you know, you never want to yeah. hear about, but sometimes... But, you it's know, it's understandable. Yeah. There's there's time between when a game goes gold and when it gets to market that like what they're you're the people in the studio aren't gonna just like sit on their asses and just like wait. They're gonna get they're gonna get drunk and do and a like, launch party. <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be do. like, okay, so the game is like good enough to be released, but we there there's always a list of bugs that they know are a problem and they're like, Well, how many of these can we squash before the launch uh, so we could just do like a day one patch yeah which you know oh no you have you have to wait an extra small amount of time to make a sandwich like come on yeah and so i think the way i wanted to describe it was like it for better or for worse back for blood feels like left for dead from 10 years ago as if it never changed yeah and which is like you could say that's like oh it's nostalgic it's that i loved left for dead that was super fun but it also feels like a 10-year-old, like, well, shit, like 20-year-old game at this point. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm... It, 15? Uh, looking at it now, are you going to buy it? Or what platform are this you is, This on? is a little bit complicated because, like, I'm probably definitely going to play it on Game Pass. But, like, I was considering, just because, like, I actually really enjoyed when I was playing it on PlayStation, uh, the haptic feedback and the, the resistive triggers, like, actually making all the different guns feel different. Like, I, I really liked that feature, but if it's, you know, not fixed, like, if, if it's not super stable at launch, I might wait to actually buy a copy and just, if I feel like playing it, I'll play it on Game Pass and be like, well, I didn't pay 60 bucks for it. I, I'm, or I already have a Game Pass subscription, so I won't feel as, like, cheated, I guess, if, if it's not, like, super perfect. But definitely I could see how people who pay like 60 bucks for it at launch might be like, yo, what the fuck? This game isn't finished. Yeah. If, if they don't like patch it at launch. So I'm about it in different ways. Um, it's on Game Pass for PC as well. So oh, okay. me, like me and my friends were going to get on PC for sure there because it's free. 
uh, I would easily play with you. So depending on which one you want to play on, I would consider buying it on PlayStation. Uh, but also, I mean, it's also cross-play. So there's cross-play mm-hmm. enabled. The only annoyance is that means you can't use like, you have to use the in-game chat, which I always, no one wants yeah. to actually, no one wants to use in-game chat. It's never as good as the party yeah. chat for the systems. But, you know, if it's necessary, fine. Um, but another, th- once the fucking Discord app comes to PlayStation, life will change. Dude, how great is that going to be? That's going like, to literally change literally lives. Just use Discord on that will literally change lives. But um, the thing is, you know, just like any other third party game on Game Pass, how long is this going to be on there? And another question then is, if it's on Game Pass for PC, and then it eventually leaves Game Pass for PC, does it carry, for this progress, is it only for then the Microsoft Store? Or does this progress carry over for Steam? Mm. Because normally, I would probably get it on Steam. Um, And especially, what if there's mods that are cool, like Steam? Um, That's my big question. That's a good question. Right? That's my big mystery. I have heard... I have heard, I don't remember what game it was, but like the, I was listening to the uh, kind of funny X cast at some point and oh, someone was playing uh, the new Doom updates uh, on PC and they had to restart their game because they, I think they said they bought it on uh, uh, Steam and even though it's on Xbox Game Pass on PC, uh, they weren't able to transfer their game save over from their Xbox because that's like a completely different ecosystem. That's what that's so that's what's been annoying me for trying to figure that out. Um, that's what I'm afraid of when it comes to Game Pass for PC versus Steam. Uh, it's that whole thing because it's like, yeah, they're completely different. But when you go on a PlayStation, you're going on a PlayStation. It's one place. Mm-hmm. There's no sub fucking group there. Same with Xbox. But when- Although to be fair, it when I downloaded it, uh, the uh, the beta on my PlayStation from my phone, I literally just said download like Back for Blood. I, but it somehow downloaded both the PS5 I, I know, I saw and that PS4 too. version. It, it did that for. Uh, and I was like, why? Right why would you Back ever for Blood do and Two Ghosts of Tsushima on my PS5, and I'm just like, fuck. Uh, so I got Sony, get your shit together. It, I just it didn't give you the. I mean, whatever. It's it's whatever. I just love that like people. Even me, we're criticized, not criticizing, but going like Xbox smart delivery. That's stupid. It's not that hard. And it's like you go to PlayStation. It's like, wait, what? which version do I have on my PlayStation? Shit. What? what? How ah, does this work? Damn it. Yeah, it, it is. Meanwhile, on Xbox, it's like you literally don't have to think about I it. I had to fucking search for it. There was a whole thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Game Pass for basically Microsoft Store and Steam. They are very confusing, not to mention like uh i want to play the fallout games again the elder scroll games again luckily i have codes for it because i bought the anthology collection so i already have physical like not physical but i have like actual steam copies and stuff but let's say i wanted to play on game pass the annoyance there is it doesn't really have the same mods as steam Mm. so i can't utilize the full game i can't take advantage of the game to its fullest i'm getting basically a subpar version on game pass and that's what's annoying and i then like i realized because i don't have fallout 4 on steam yet and i'm like well it's on game pass i can play it there and i thought about it i'm like dude i'd rather pay money so i can actually really enjoy the game than be forced to just play a vanilla version on game pass for free like it's not worth that to me 
And or you can buy mods through the totally not paid mods store. For you shut your Bethesda. you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth right now. God, I hope they now that they're purchased, they better take that shit away. That's like a some dumb shit right there. I fucking hate it. That, that was like the dumbest decision they. Well, I shouldn't say the dumbest decision they've ever made, but it's pretty up there. It's like they, they straight up you knew. It's like the, yeah, the guys from that made horse armor never left. Yep, mm-hmm. Todd. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's all that kind of stuff, but. You know, we're, I guess, you know, we're getting off track here, but that's, you know, it, it's hard to say what version I'll have by the end of the day because it's always still very confusing. Like, I have to, even though I even, like, I have to stress this, I worked as, a, and my title was gaming expert at Microsoft. I'm still like, this, the, the, like, the fucking Game Pass and the, the Steam work together. What happens here? The crossplay? What, what, what's going on here? Like, even I have to sometimes, like, figure that shit out. And it's yeah, very confusing. Dude, and for me. For and for me, I was like, when I first heard about that, I was like, wait, but it's a PC game. Like, shouldn't it just be the same anywhere? No. <laughs> Shows how little I know about PC gaming, apparently. Yeah, that's, a, that's why they're like, PC Mastery is like, for who exactly? Like, what's exactly yeah. uh, the Mastery is here? Because it's fucking convoluted as hell. But yeah, so yeah, Back for Blood. For sure getting it, for sure going to play it, just not sure on what platform, not to mention, you know, you have crossplay available anyway, so obviously if you want the best deal, it's free on Game Pass, but it just still depends on, will it stay on Game Pass, you'll have to buy it after, uh, if you do, are you going to stay on that specific thing, are you going to Steam, what's going on here, like it's it's all that kind of questioning uh, going on. Yeah, if they can do cross-progression on like a server-side thing, where it's just, it doesn't matter where your version comes from as long as you sign into like the turtle rock servers or whatever hopefully that'll fix that problem but i i couldn't tell you right now yeah so that's back for blood the other thing we wanted to talk about well we have time to uh which uh, we only have time for this damn we fucking went crazy this episode we, we probably have enough time for it yeah no i'm saying we, we have time for just this um, oh i see what you mean. uh star wars the bad batch uh the first season is out and it's finished they completed it so you know of course we're gonna have spoilers for bad batch um it was shit how many episodes was it, it was like 14 episodes or Six, 16 16 that's honestly so Right then and there, I really enjoyed the number they had here because it's a Disney Plus show. And, you know, we've from a lot of streaming shows we've gotten, they're very limited, um, especially if they're animated. Usually they're like eight episodes or something. They're not very long. Uh, this one overperformed in terms of duration, which I really, really appreciated. But um, I definitely have multiple things to say about it uh james did you want to start or should i just go into it yeah i just i feel like overall i i enjoyed it but i was underwhelmed by it because before it came out when we were talking about like what we hope it would be was i was most intrigued by the the time period that it took place which is literally it starts right after order 66 and i was super excited to see like well how do the clone how does the clone army react to being used to kill the Jedi and especially how does the Bad Batch feel about it because like would their I don't know if we necessarily thought about it much but it was like would they even be affected like with their uh or like chips or whatever their the mind control chips I forget what they kept calling them like would they have worked on them or whatever because they are different than the inhibitor chips inhibitor chips right 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 and 
so I, and they introduced the Bad Batch in the last season of the Clone Wars, and I thought that they were super cool because they, they were a very specialized uh, squad, and like they were still clones, but they all had special adaptations. Like Wrecker is like huge and super strong, and Hunter is like he ha- wears a bandana like Solid Snake, and he's a super good tracker. And like Crosshairs is an amazing sniper, and uh, Tech is like. I don't know, their Intel guy. And then they, they acquire Echo, who is their like half droid guy, which is super cool. And I was intrigued in the first couple episodes when they introduced Omega, who is like a pure, it's weird to say, but like she is supposed to be a pure clone where she, she wasn't like super fast aged. Uh, she wasn't supposedly you know changed much she's the same as boba fett somehow but also so they essentially like x23 would her and turned her they they made a female clone and i i was so sure that in this season they would yeah and i was so sure that they would explain in the season like why that was so important because like every other person in the bad batch has like a specific reason for why they were changed in terms of like their effectiveness yeah why specifically make one female clone and they just like didn't talk about it for the rest of the show and i was like well i guess it wasn't important or whatever i don't know uh and i just i didn't like omega much i just like she was literally like the stupid kid who never followed orders and i was so confused why like the the older members of the bad batch were like bringing her in on missions and i was like yo why are you bringing a child to a fight like what (laughs) so that those are the things that i thought was weird about the season and uh they also didn't really talk much except for like the first couple episodes about how the bad batch felt about order 66 because they they kind of just like went on the run and now they're just mercenaries. Yep. Or not even mercenaries. They're just like they take odd jobs from whoever they can get them from. Usually, Sid, and, yeah. Yeah, and they're just trying to like kind of survive in in the post Republic era. And I don't know. I just thought that was way less interesting of a focus than it could have been. So for me, um, looking at it, at least. Graphically speaking, with the animation, superb, highly superb. Oh, sure. They sure. rectified what Disney did wrong previously, where they seemed like they definitely cut budget. Uh, you look at like uh, this show, and it definitely is. It stays with the Clone Wars in terms of animation style. It doesn't go. It doesn't like degrade or go inferior with like the Rebels style animation. Um, Thank God it didn't go like the freaking what's it, the Star Wars Resistance animation. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have watched it, but uh, they do great in that sense. So there, they do an amazing job. And then what you're expecting is definitely a oh shit, it's the Bad Batch. These are like the fucking commando. It, it's literally the Predator group. It's the Predator crew of like the '80s action heroes that are going oh, yeah. to go on crazy missions potentially and we'll either see how everything unfolds with the empire like what are they going to do about the empire are they going to stick with it all this stuff or um i did like 
the not sorry to interject real quick, but I did like the the last episode where you find out that Crosshairs had his in- inhibitor chip removed like a while ago. Yes, and he chose to stay and, there. Like, and to be fair, I was like, wait, when? How? Why? But like the fact that he still was like, no, the Empire is gonna win. Like they're definitely gonna be the new rulers of the galaxy, and you know I may just be a clone. But at least I'll be on the winning side and like not be on the run and stuff like that. And I, so that that twist I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. And, you know, they, they do take hints of it. Like the very first the like the first episode is very much like, uh, oh, it's Order 66. It's what's happening with the clones right when the Empire begins and all the clones that have recently all been uh activated for order 66 where it kind of eliminates a lot of their personalities and makes them more potentially like droids in that sense uh yeah so it seems like all the other clones just don't even seem to recognize what they did yes and they're just like oh yeah it happened we killed the jedi so and that like that's pretty much it for that and then you get introduced to omega and near the end because the whole thing about this was in the lore and the stuff like even when you play like the old ps2 battlefront 2 game when you play as the 501st the whole thing is like oh kamino rebels against us they made our own they made clones but they don't answer to the empire they answer to them it's the same like template of jingo fett clones and we have to basically kill them all and then destroy kamino and there's that whole thing of kamino is going to get destroyed by the empire it's inevitable like you know this is going to happen you're just wondering what exactly is going to occur not just like oh um, um, admiral whatever the fuck his name is comes in and just goes like i don't like you yeah he's like i'll take your head scientist and destroy everything else everything else sucks you will die now and it's like what that's it there's no like because the the whole thing with the kaminoans is they're building up like a crazy intrigue game of thrones style like espionage thing going on here to the point where Mm -hmm. you have two bad more interesting part is like these bounty hunters are after omega and each one is both hired they're both hired by kaminoans the one yeah they're they're desperately trying to get her back for some reason yes and lama su the chief medical head who's pretty much been the one with omega and the one that like kind of raised the uh bad batch and whatnot and you know she was the one that i believe was in attack of the clones i also find it really funny that she's older than them too yeah she is the one that hires um Finnick and has Finnick go. Oh, yeah. I, f- I totally forgot Finnick was in this yeah. uh, series. So Finnick is, ba- is the- she's having Finnick bring it to her because she's there's some secret reason she has more. So potentially maybe it's scientific. Maybe it's uh, more like motherly, compassionate. Who knows? Whereas the prime minister hires Cad Bane to get her for strategic reasons. We still don't know. They're both pretty much getting for them- her for her importance is of the same reason. We just don't know why. But there's still, like, even with the Kaminoans being like, watch out for the Empire, they're going to kill us if they find us not being useful anymore. Yeah. Uh, to also, within their own group, the way they're doing that or their pretty much motives altogether for everything. Like, you still don't even know what Lama Suze is. Because with the Prime Minister, it's literally, we need to stay alive. We need to have every advantage possible. And mm-hmm. obviously, that doesn't pay off. Uh, with her, though, we still don't fully understand what exactly is uh, her important. Like, what's the importance of her? Like, shit. How did I figure? How did I just figure her name? Holy crap! What's her name again? Uh, Omega. Omega. Yeah, and 
Uh, yeah, she always pronounces it as like, hi, guys, I'm Omega. Which, you know, it's everything is. Why was her accent so much thicker than everyone else's? Because they, they still had a Kiwi actress for it. So they maintained like a New Zealander. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's a legitimate Kiwi actress, the voice actress they use for her uh, to maintain like that New Zealander that they had for. Um, uh, shit. How did, now, why am I forgetting names? Django Fett? <laughs> yeah, but his actor, um, Tamira Morrison. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. who's also like Kiwi and stuff. And, you know, her character herself is just, you know, a kid character. And it's what you expect a kid character to be like. The issue was like they use her as the foil for the whole thing, as the kind of the compass of what's going to happen next. Because, you know, it's cool to have. It's hard to say what you were expecting from this. Uh, in terms of a show like you think oh we're gonna get a lot of empire stuff we're gonna get a lot of um sequel feeling of the clone wars which it does feel like clone wars season eight somewhat but i can easily tell like that's i think the easiest way to compare it is if you said oh how different is it than clone wars and you go well clone wars was all of these war stories going on throughout the thing uh, different perspectives of both Jedi clones and even like politicians and stuff. You're getting what's going on with them at certain times throughout the entirety of the war. And it's all maintained on this war with the bad batch. That war is over. So you're thinking like, well, it's the next evolution. It's the empire. It's what's the, going on with the empire, which they ultimately do just not. I think the extent that people potentially, I would say, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I would assume like a lot of Clone Wars fans wanted more so into that. Potentially, maybe the Bad Batch is still with the Empire, eventually rebels. You see kind of like more yeah. of the, like the, with the Clone Commandos, the ARC Troopers, the, usually the big elite troopers that over time rebel. Yeah, I did not expect them to like go on the run immediately. Yeah, and it turns into, uh, it goes from that potential to, guys, let's go help these people. They're in need. Yeah. And you're like, for fuck's sake, like it's But they're our friends, we have to help them. Like <sighs> kid makes a good point. <laughs> and I get that, and it's like, okay, fine, but that's almost like every single episode where you you have a moral yeah. compass there and it's cool, but at the same time, we are also somewhat tired of a moral compass. We saw the moral compass in the sequel trilogy that did not go yeah. well to have a moral compass in yeah. the trilogy. It feels like you know, when they called this show The Bad Batch, I expected the focus to be mostly on The Bad Batch. But after having watched the show, it feels more like the title should have been Omega and The Bad Batch. Yeah. and Because she was definitely the focus of the season, for better or for worse. Yeah. And, you know, they it's fine. I would just say they still, like, if they made her character, I don't want to say, like, mature faster, but, like, they could make it so she understands she's too well like green my problem i guess you could say that's the thing my problem is every time hunter told her like stay here and like stay out of trouble because like they were literally in a dangerous situation and he's just like kid don't get shot at she would immediately disobey him and then make situate the situation way worse for everyone and she did that in like almost every episode it seemed so that's i was super interested in her as a character because i was like like i said earlier like why would they make a female clone like what what it, why would that make her so special and like 
I was very interested in them answering why specifically they would make that kind of change when like she's literally the only one. Yeah. Like, but they just like didn't really address that at all. And like you said, it does seem like there is a reason because the Kaminoans were desperate to get her back for one reason or another. And which you know, you're probably potentially still going to see it like. The thing with this show is they do a lot of special guest appearances. Hey, it's all the characters you know and love from potentially the Clone Wars or even now Mandalorian. And it goes through a a whole set of things. Like you get Rex in a couple episodes. You get the deserter clone from the Clone Wars with the family, which actually was enjoyable. And utilizing existing characters is what you kind of want to see more so of because... You never, you know, Clone Wars is even with it ending and Disney bringing it back again and it ending a second time, you know, it still wasn't everything they wanted to do. And uh, getting that, I look at Bad Batch is also still that continuation of what happens next for all these different characters. And we see at least with the family and the farmer, like what happens with them. We see uh, more Cad Bane, which is fucking awesome. We get a little bit of Fennec here and there. And then we get um, probably potentially one of my favorite episodes was the one where the Bad Batch wasn't even the main characters. It was Ryloth. And it. Oh, yeah, that was a cool episode. The reason it works so well is because it was like that of a Clone Wars episode where it feels more anthology style and you're following specific characters again, whether it was a younger Hera, which was cool. And I thought that was really cool. We got to see young Hera. Yeah. And you have Chopper again. And, you, and Chopper, yeah. You have her parents who were in, like, the Clone Wars and stuff. And that was the most interesting part was, like, that kind of thing. And you really... Because the whole thing with, like, Ryloth was it changed everything people thought about Twi'leks, I would say, in, in a lot of ways. Because before, from the original trilogy, from everything, you see as Twi'leks says, yeah, they're the sexy, like... Oh, yeah, they're just the sexy dancers. Yeah, they're the sexy dancers. And then... Or, um... Aleph Sakura, you get the... Oh, God. Or Bib Fortuna. Or Bib Fortuna. Yeah, so you get like them and then Ayla comes in and changes that a bit where it's still like, oh no, it's why do I have feelings about a blue alien woman with tentacles on her head? And she speaks French. Uh, Like, she's still like a badass character. But then you get Ryloth and it's like, oh, it's the whole planet. Here's guerrilla fighters going in like Latin Latin rebels style. And it's fucking awesome. And it's probably one of the coolest arcs there because you also have you not only have them, you have like Mace Windu doing shit in that arc. You have clones perspective where they actually uh, find a Twilight child and they help her. And they're like guarding this kid while also still trying to survive uh, during the war. And it's all this really cool stuff that they do. And you get like more of it in Rebels where like that little girl grows up and becomes like one of the resistance fighters uh, for uh, Ryloth. And then like you get it again now in this one where... You're seeing the more political aspects in the best way, though, of like, oh, what happens post-war to the allies of the Republic with the Empire. And you're now seeing the oppression and even the politics of the Senate being like, of their own planet being treacherous. <laughs> and then yeah, getting treacherous, the like, like getting fucked up too by their own Empire at the same time. Dude, I did love that. that like, the I forget which one it was, but someone was like tell, uh, talking to one of the guys from the Empire and he was like, you promised us when the war ended that your occupation would end too. And you're not leaving. Like you're not. Yeah, that was the resistance, that was the resistance leader. The, the G- General yeah. Sandula. 
Uh, I don't remember his yeah, and he was whole, just like, like his first name. I think it was Cham. Cham Sandula. Yeah. I just really liked that they actually covered that, that like the Empire, like they never had any intention of leaving. Yeah. Like they want to control everything. To the point where they start disarming the entire Ryloth, like guerrilla mm-hmm. warfighters. And you even get like, so this is even, this is the interesting part. You have all these clones that have kind of become robotic practically post order 66. And then all of a sudden you have the garrison leader, uh, the garrison commander of the clones that I, I want to say he was in the clone wars. Like he was one of the characters in the Ryloth campaign. I can't, I have to look back. Like I want to watch those episodes again to see if it is the same guy. But you see him now leading it, and he's been a friend of Cham, like, this whole time. They've worked together. They fought together to fight the Separatists, that's, like, during their occupation of the planet. And uh, you see him questioning everything to the point by the end of it. He's like, I will no longer fight for the Empire. I won't do this. And he still has an inhibitor chip. And even other clones follow him to the point where they get arrested. And you know they're going to get broken out and probably join the Resistance fight. But it's, like, it's that interest of, like, I want to know more about how that's working how does that work like they haven't explained okay they're all weird robot dudes now post order 66 oh well actually no some of these guys have personalities even with the inhibitor they're still able to rebel and think for themselves without even being like arc troopers so it's super weird how all of that works out and you know we want to know more about it but we don't still and instead of getting more episodes like that where there's more answers and questions they kind of just go like, hey, go save this like animal from the slavers um, and don't get yeah. captured. And you're like, okay, that's It just fine. felt like most of the episodes were just like, this is the adventure of the week or whatever. Yeah, which it's not necessarily bad. I just, I'm fine with that. I'm, honestly, I'm fine with those episodes. I just think they need a better balance of having the more yeah, uh, anthology or serious style episodes with those adventure style episodes like if it it felt like basically there was like if you look at it maybe 12 out of 16 of those were probably adventure episodes Mm -hmm. make it so it's only like six to eight maybe at the most yeah and then the rest are all something like oh here's another character and it's their perspective and yeah the bad batch might be there but they're not the main characters in this specific thing um that that's what i would say uh otherwise like in terms of ranking it, I would say it's not as good as Clone Wars, but it's better than Rebels, and it's hell of a lot better than Resistance. Like, I'd say it's the second best show. Mm. Um, That's weird, because, like, I... Uh, like, I agree with you that Rebels didn't have as good visuals, but I still liked the story of it. Oh, no, the story was great. I just think um, it went very much into a family aspect of these characters in which I wanted more. And they do kind of like the greatest hits with like Lando and uh, Leia at certain mm. points and stuff. And it's cool. I just think like the era of like early empire, we don't really ever get that. And even though there's yeah. like 85 things, if you look at everything, they're like they always say like yeah the between episodes three and four is probably like the most uh easily mined area like you could there's so many stories there's so many even conflicting stories of like hey this happened between this and this yeah it's like a it's like a 20 year time gap between those two movies and there's so many things that happen in it but at the same time i feel like a lot of them don't tell the right story or answer the right questions you want them to answer necessarily and 
potentially this has the opportunity to do that for all the stuff that's like the biggest question, which, you know, everyone always gets the same answers of, oh, it's the rebellion. We're getting the rebellion, 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 rebellion. We're getting all of that. But we never get the what happens with the empire, what's happening with the transition, what's happening with the clones. Yeah. That what, is what happened what, to the thousands and thousands of clones that were replaced yeah. by regular people, which they did cover a little bit of that in the season. And I did like the the whole debate over like the Kaminoans are like, why would you ever recruit soldiers? Ours are literally like made to be the perfect soldiers. You will never get a soldier. You will never be able to train a soldier better than ours. And the counter to that was like, yeah, but they're only soldiers because we tell them to be versus the people that like sign up believe in the empire and they their faith is what keeps them loyal yeah. to us and there's awesome callbacks to like the planet the the junker planet that they're getting their inhibitor chips removed is the planet that you start off in and should i fall in order with cal Ooh, oh, okay. and i noticed that. i was like what the fuck and i i wanted so i was waiting i was like please show me like a young cal just hiding there come on mm-hmm. just show me and they don't and i'm just like fuck fine fine but it, they you see like those early starts and you could tell that they are Disney's doing, I would say a good job in terms of trying to weave everything together. Like they're putting Mandalorian character like Fennec into this. They're putting a planet from fallen order into this. They're spreading things through where now even Mandalorian took stuff from rebels and you're going to see Ahsoka get her own show and it'll address the end of rebels and stuff. And all of these things are starting to connect in really cool ways. Uh, it just depends on kind of like, it's that balance. It's that balance of make sure you don't leave out like that cool explanation of things that Clone Wars had, that seriousness, even when the, the, the politics yeah. in that shit worked well. It worked really well for a kid's show. Even as a kid, you enjoy that. Like it works. So making sure you don't leave that out, making sure you don't just go, let's go on adventure. Ha ha ha. Fun, fun, fun. Like, have some structure have some backbone in there that just holds it up where there's some sort of depth that you're going through and potentially if they could knock that out and make sure that balance is there for season two a bad batch uh you can you bet your ass it'll probably be an even better it'll be a high quality show with that oh for sure i can definitely see like it really enjoying the second season if they actually answer all the questions that i had from the beginning of the season like why make Omega and wh- why do the Kaminoans need her back so badly and stuff like that? Yeah. And I will say also in, in Omega's defense, we've seen this before and I will say she is a better start than another character that we had, which was Ahsoka. Ahsoka started off oh, as yeah. one of the worst Star Wars she characters. She was very annoying. She was absolute. Her dialogue was trash. Her style was trash. Everything about her was trash. And within they... three seasons, they grew her and made her one of the best characters in Clone Wars to the point now oh, she's absolutely. getting her own show and people freak the fuck out because Rosario Dawson is playing her. She's that good of a character now. Like, it wasn't a thing of like, oh, no, she's a girl. It's like, no, she just was no, poorly she started off. She started off by calling R2 R2-y. And it's like, you're literally making his name longer. Why are you doing That's that? Not just because it sounds cute. Yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. And now, like... I don't know anyone who hates Ahsoka. Like, she's one of the best characters. And yeah. Omega, you could do the same thing with her. Easily. Easily. You just oh, yeah. need to know I how can... to utilize her correctly instead of just making her, like, the go help the people each time. Yeah. 
but have more reason into it, put more depth into it, and have her become like that archer, make her a fucking awesome archer. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's it's all that kind of stuff, and you'll have. I it was so awesome, interested. Yeah, I was so interested when they introduced her because I was like, whoa, that's different. Like she's the only female clone. Like, why would that be a thing? That's super interesting. I wonder what they do with her, and then they just make her the the dumb innocent kid for the rest of the season. And I was like. That was a waste. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. And I, like I said, I'm just really curious how this will go. And, you know, you know, it could all be a ploy. Who knows? It could have been a ploy to make Ahsoka that bad. So then she became that well-loved <laughs> with her increase. They could do That'd the same thing here. It's fucking maniacal, but, you know, it's always a possibility. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Filoni does yeah. a great job with this kind of stuff. So I think they can really do a good job. And yeah. even though we did nitpick and stuff, I still really enjoyed the show as a whole. And to the point, like, how would I best describe that? I always looked forward to watching it Thursday at midnight. Like, I wouldn't want to wait till Friday. If I could, I'd watch it Thursday unless I forgot or I was busy. Then I'd watch it the day after. But it was definitely something I would definitely watch at, like, midnight when I when it was up. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Even, even with all my grapes and it feeling like most of the season was, like, filler episodes, I'm still interested in seeing a second season and where they take these characters next. Cause I like, I, I agree with you. There is a lot of potential with what they could do for a second season. I just felt like the first season overall was a little bit underwhelming. Yeah. For me. Uh, with that said, I think that has been Sutra Side Talk guys. Once yeah. again, uh, if you want to check out the show, you can email us at uh, gmail.com and, or <laughs> email us at Sutra Side Talk at gmail.com. <laughs> Send us any comments or feedback. And then, like I said before, uh, you can send us a question that you may want us to read on the show, whether it's pertaining to news of that week, any news really, or just any questions in general, maybe on games, movies, whatever. Uh, And I'll even send you a code for a free game called Midnight Ultra. It's on Steam. It's a cool, like, Doom-style shooter. Uh, Not too long. It's pretty short. But, hey, free game. If it's only for the first person that gets their question answered of that specific episode. But we have multiple codes, so each episode... There can be a winner. Uh, we're on TikTok now. Uh, go to TikTok. Check out us at Sutra Side Talk. No spaces, just one massive word there. And I'll keep putting more stuff out. My goal is to at least put out five things a week. So probably Monday through Friday uh, if I get the chance. Otherwise, if I miss one day, maybe I'll make up for it on the weekend. If I have more content, I could probably do a couple episodes a day. It just all depends on how it goes. I'm very new to it. I'm not used to being like in front of a camera doing it on my phone. It's like super strange to me. So I'm still getting used to that as well. So I'm like kind of not smiling too much because I'm still like learning it. Um, But I'll have a a variety of things to talk about there, whether it's like showing cool things that came in the mail items, uh, talking about news or comics I got for that week. It'll be like a slew of all that different kind of stuff. And then we're still on, of course, Instagram and Facebook or Instagram and Twitter. Sorry, Facebook is still coming. I keep forgetting to do a page for that. But Sutra Side Talk, uh, there is a space. So Sutra, then space and Side Talk uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Jim's on Twitter at InvaderJim124. You could follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And please, of course, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And if it's specifically Apple Podcast, please give us that five star review. And uh, look out this week. We got two other episodes coming out. On Wednesday is our next episode of Sutra Sidewatch, where we're going to talk about aliens. So that'll be fun. James Cameron's aliens. 
And then Friday will be our up to it, down to it episode as we return. And we're talking about our first conventions, uh, like Comic-Con style conventions. So uh, that'll be at two on Friday. Uh, a lot of editing for me to do. It'll be a fun time because there's also a fuck ton more shows to edit besides those three. But yeah, check that out. And we will catch you guys uh, next week. So long. Thanks for listening. <laughs>